You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. This is episode 65, Astrology and Biofield Tuning with Julie Ramsdell. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for biofield tuning practitioners who want to turn their practice into an aligned career that points toward freedom, fulfillment, and flexibility. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We have Julie Ramsdell with us today. Hi, Julie. Hi, Jillian. Thanks so much for being here. It's so great to be here. I'm yeah. thrilled. Me and Julie can see each other. So we have we have a little little way of connecting and smiling to one another, which is just so sweet right now. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I thought I would have Julie on the podcast today because I was meeting with a practitioner a few weeks ago. We were doing one of the 30-day plans. Um, strategy calls. And she was telling me that she does biofield tuning and she does astrology. And she was having a hard time figuring out how to use them together. So I thought, who is more perfect than <laughs> Julie Ramsdell, who is offering biofield tuning and astrology together. And um, I actually had a session with Julie not too long ago. And it was really enlightening and marvelous. And the, the biofield tuning session itself, it fell into a deep relaxation and meditation. I didn't even know really what happened until kind of <laughs> afterwards. Um, That's how I like the, to keep it. <laughs> what's that? That's how I like to keep it. People don't know what hit them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, the mantra that you gave me is still repeating in my head, like every day, let go let go. And it's just, yeah, super powerful, really helpful. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what's, sure. where you're practicing, how long have you been practicing? Well, I don't know if you realize this, Jillian, but you were one of the first people I met um, when I came to Vermont. I mean, maybe that's not so unusual, but when I parked my car and I think it was 2016 and you were teaching it and we pulled in right together and you got out and I was like oh she looks friendly I didn't know of course that you were one of the you were assisting oh. Eileen and with Angela during that um time and we just chatted a little bit and um I don't know I just remember that I always just remember Aww. meeting you and it was you know it was a great feeling so that's so awesome Here I we are. kind of vaguely remember that <laughs> it's okay if you don't, but yeah, yeah, I think you had just gotten in from someplace, but anyway, um, yeah, so showing up and, uh, so, okay. I, um, I've been certified, uh, since 2018. Um, I started, I guess, I guess it has to, I guess this whole journey started, um, because I have a challenging daughter and I found that she's now 25 and I found that traditional medicine was not helping mm -hmm. um, and that they weren't really giving me any direction. And so what that got me doing was 
seeking spiritual help or, you know, help beyond what our, our medical model um, gives us. And so I, somehow I came upon a, um, a medical intuitive and I had a session with her and, um, you know, I'd been seeing doctors since my daughter was very, very young, all kinds of specialists and, and meeting with her and having that session just resonated with me. And, um, it gave me so much relief. First of all, I felt like I was to blame for my daughter's issues. And she has, she just has a lot of anxiety, a lot of, um, nervous central nervous system issues that mm -hmm. that she was born with and um how to help her and every mother wants to help their kids to be happy and to have friends and to fit in and that wasn't happening for me um i waited i waited a while to have my own kids i had my kids later in life and um I had read all the books on how to be a good parent. Um, I'd been in therapy for many, many years. I knew my own journey and what, or I thought I knew I had done a lot of work on myself. Hmm. Um, so having this energy intuitive, it kind of opened a new world for me. And I learned that um, I had healing gifts of my own and that I wasn't using them. I had, I was shut off from them. And that resonated for me. I was very surprised. I was surprised in a way, but not really, if you can imagine that. I, I was in a very traditional career. And um, when she said, oh, yeah, you know, you need to um, like learn Reiki. And that was one of the things that I started with. I always think that Reiki is like the gateway drug to all <laughs> of these um, healing modalities. And one thing led to another. Um, and then I listened to a podcast with Eileen on it mm. and that just totally resonated with me. So, um, I started, um, I, I just like, okay, that's what I need to do. It just made so much sense. Um, talk about resonating, you know, it, yeah. I just, okay, I have to get that training and, um, yeah, so that's what got me into this field. And I still kind of have a foot in both worlds. Like I, I still have my traditional job that gives all the benefits and all that stuff. But then this is the, the stuff that I love, the stuff that I know that I'm really made for. Um, but I think I, I actually know myself better and know that, you know, it's okay to have both. It's okay to have both sets of skills you know, very practical, but also very intuitive, empathic, and really able to kind of shift energy just by being in the room or being part yeah. of the group. So um, that's what Eileen would call being the tuning fork. Yes, exactly. And I, I think we all do that, whether yeah. we know it or not. Yeah. And I also meditation was a really big part of my journey in that, um, I was just so unhappy being a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I had, I worked, I did lots of side jobs when I was, a, was at home with my daughters and I was just really unhappy because um, I wasn't in a good marriage, um, wasn't supportive. My partner wasn't supportive and um, my daughter was really, really difficult. 
And um, I didn't know how to make her happy. And she had like everything that a kid could have, like, you know, all of the eating disorders, um, cutting and um, anxiety and was on all kinds of medication. Hmm. And um, I just kept, I just wanted to fix her. You know, I tried to do everything, everything but the kitchen sink I, I, I threw at that kid. <laughs> um, so I think, I think the real peace came for me when I just learned to accept what was and to realize I wasn't to blame. I can't fix it. I can only love her. And so, you know, just kind of feeling that she's okay. You know, mm. she's here for a reason. We're together for a reason. This daughter and I, and come to learn out to learn through astrology that my daughter was in my natal birth chart when I was born. Mm. Her name, and I think we're going to talk more about astrology, but I study the asteroids as well. And there's like 23,000 asteroids and they're, they're always discovering new ones. And, but when I saw that my daughter's first name was conjunct, um, my son, and I'm a Leo, uh, a Leo son, and that she is my life's focus. And, and she's here to really, um, help me grow as a soul, as a person. So, wow. so then that really made sense to me when I met with uh, this astrologer who practices a very different type of astrology. Well, it's not very different. It's called whole signs astrology. Um, and it's more with what the ancients used to study. Um, but we've also brought in the asteroids. And so the asteroids are a whole other layer of information. And it just shows you that um, nothing happens by accident. Um, we've, we've, we've planned your soul knows what it wants to learn in this incarnation. And it might not be easy or fun, or <laughs> it might not be the, you know, lifestyle of the rich and famous. Like I say, why can't I have an astrology chart where I'm sipping pina coladas at a resort? <laughs> and that's just not in the cards for me, you know, and, and I don't, think it really is for most people, but sometimes it is and mm -hmm. you just get what you get. But um, when I realized that I could integrate what I was learning in astrology, which was so helpful for me as a mother yeah. and understanding my kids and understanding myself. And I thought I knew I had learned everything in, in therapy because I'd done that for years. And then biofield tuning is a whole nother area of really the depth of you know, getting really inside of a person's psyche and learning what their patterns are, you know, what what their birth was like. Um, I happened to be one of the babies that was in a um, incubator, so uh, I was an incubator baby because not I wasn't preemie, but I had surgery. Um, there was a, a I had a, a knot in my intestine, so as a tiny baby, I was in the incubator. So I've always felt like I'm in kind of my own little bubble in a way. And um, so that's kind of helped me to understand what other patterns I've repeated because of that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. So you, you mentioned whole signs astrology. 
-hmm. Where can you go to find out more about that? So I think most astrologers use that now. Most astrologers do whole signs astrology. Um, And it's where um, it, it really, it really changes your chart though, if you do it one way versus another, like Mm -hmm. it'll throw everything off. And, um, you may have thought your whole life you were this one sign, but if you change it to whole signs, um, it shifts everything. And that makes a big difference in the interpretations. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So you found biofield tuning and the world of energy and astrology. And I love it. you. Yeah, it sounds like it. What did you notice about your parenting and like any shifts with your daughter since? Oh, gosh, yes. Boring that Um, world. I understood that what I learned was that we made an agreement before we incarnated, you know, and I basically wanted to learn um, how to be more empathic to people who were, um, you know, suffering and, um, but also to, to, to hold, to hold my boundaries and to not give my whole self to helping others. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but what it did was it made me realize that she chose this path to help me learn. I mean, she's learning something too. I mean, we had an agreement before we incarnated. She came here agreeing to have this, what seems to me a very difficult set of um, qualities. Um, and she agreed to be my daughter and we're, we're very different, but we're also very close. And um, I think I just, you know, when you realize that someone offers to be, to, to offers to have this really difficult um, brain chemistry or, you know, whatever she has um, that makes it so it's, life is just really hard for her. It's not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when someone agrees to do that and to be your daughter and to play this role, that it's really an act of incredible love. And, mm-hmm. you know, every person is doing what their soul um, wants to learn and needs to learn. Yeah. And so so before you knew that and like realized that, was it more like you were trying to fix and control and like, there was kind of tension and. Yeah. I, I was upset with her. Why can't you do things differently? Um, Why can't you, you know, what is wrong with you? Why can't you just get a job? Why can't you stay in school? Um, you know, all of the things that were important to me. But when you see someone's chart, you realize that people are their charts and they can't be what they're not. Like, you know, even with my partner, like he's, his chart is very different than mine. And, you know, just way, the way I am not super organized. I mean, I'm not super, um, organize every time I do something I do it differently (laughs) and my partner's an engineer and he said has things his way and just realizing you can see that in someone's chart and Mm -hmm. you know they're just being who they are and um, I like to say that you know my daughter is living her best life 
And so am I, you know, we all are, right? Yeah. yeah. It may not be the, the life that I thought she would have or, yeah. you know, um, and you can't really compare. You can't compare anybody, you know, anybody's kids to your kids or, you know, you, you have to just realize that everybody's living out their chart and yeah. that knowledge helps you to, you know, it helps you to work with the raw materials that we all are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I can definitely see some parallels with biofield tuning and astrology, because that's one of the things that I noticed when I started to, when I was a pra- becoming a practitioner and working on people was that like my, my compassion was increasing and my judgment was decreasing because I, I was in you know, we were working in the psyche and we're working in patterns and it's like, well, no wonder, you know, they have these kind of emotional responses or whatever it might, these patterns, of course. And so that makes so much sense with that astrology being like, that's the, that's really a template. That's the raw materials that they Uh come in, that we come in with. Yeah. But we can work with that. I feel like energy trumps everything. You know, energy and consciousness trumps most things. I won't say everything, but you can really learn how to work with it. Knowledge is power. You know, the more you yeah. understand okay. yourself and what you're here to do and and go with the flow, you know, go with whatever your ascendant wants you to do. And so that's another um another part of astrology that that shows you what you're supposed to be doing and so when i when i can get um a client's exact time of birth like it has to be exact um and i have i usually have their date because i'm doing a, a session with them then i can find out um their what they're here to learn what 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 they're supposed to be doing here, what their life purpose is, what their soul really wants to learn. And you can learn that. You can also learn the prior um, gifts and talents that they have already mastered in other lifetimes prior to this one. So that's really helpful in in my sessions with people. So just kind of knowing all of that um, in addition to, the experiences that they've had in their early lifetime in this incarnation, you know, it all, it all just helps me to see the whole picture. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, energy trumping Trumping. the, what was it? Materials. The raw materials. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. So, um, I think that our, Consciousness is incredibly powerful. Our state of mind, the energy that we bring to any situation. And so what may be my best life might be having two German shepherd puppies running around in my backyard and playing with them, you know, and, and, you know, just being working a lot, like that's my best life. And so my best life might not be being on a yacht in the South Pacific or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you find out what yours is, you can um, not try to be somebody that you're not, 
but also to consciously focus on, on, on what really does make you happy. And it's not going to be what you think it is. Like, did I ever think I'd be doing biofield tuning, tuning forks and, um, you know, but it's, it's kind of getting to know yourself better, what lights you up and um, trusting yourself yeah, and not expecting it to be like anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. And just learning that your thoughts and your focus, like I really believe if you like the uh, Florence Scovel Shin, um, the, you know, if your word is your wand, you know, don't say things that you don't want to happen and just try to focus on what you do want, put all of your energy toward where you want things to go. And, you know, that, and, and also knowing the astrology, being aware of what's going on in the world and the stars and in a planetary level, what pitfalls are coming along. So you can just, okay, I know it's going to rain out. I'm going to bring my umbrella. I know that um, Mars is, you know, in Taurus right now. So that can be difficult. So just knowing all that, it's like the weather report. It's just the astrology. I love, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Knowing the rain is coming. So bring your umbrella. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So like instead, so if it's just like not the time to be, you know, signing a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't push it. Right. Right. And this might be the time where like I had a year where I just was not in a social mood. I mean, I'm a Leo. I usually like to be, but there was, it just was a time for me to just kind of go inward and you know, that's, and to be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we're just both, we're always so hard on ourselves because we're not always one way, but saying, no, this life is cyclical and you go in phases and to know that, Hey, this is my time to kind of be a hermit and study, you know, and yeah. that's what I love. So. Instead of wondering what's wrong with me, right? What, let's go. Like, what am I not doing? And yeah, right. Yeah, I love that. That sounds like such a beautiful practice, just in general, to just be yeah. okay with right where you're at, with what is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so one of the things <laughs> <laughs> that I loved about the astrology part of our session was when you showed me the asteroids in my chart yeah. and which I've never, I've that's no one's ever done that before. I've had some astrology mm-hmm. um, readings and we kind of did like the main chart, mm-hmm. but so can you tell us more about that? Like you yeah. put Matt and Eileen and I think the other thing was sound. Uh, uh, harmonia. Harm- yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you can use mine as an example if you okay. want to kind of I'll give away, I'll give away all your deep dark secrets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I guess I, I one thing I do want to put out there is that I really am so in awe and have so much respect for the people that come to see me. And I just I just want to just say how what a brave thing it is to do to trust you know, we're, you're coming into my table and I'm going to look inside your everything and see Mm -hmm. and know what's going on. And then to have access to someone's natal chart, it's so much information about a person. So to just really know that it it takes a lot of courage, a lot of trust. And I try to really make sure that I honor that and, um, 
you know, I'm reverent while at the same time not being too serious about it because, yeah. you know, it's, it's people's lives and it's people's heartache and it's their struggles. You know, how do people exp- talk about themselves? They talk about all of the pain that they've been through, the tragedies that they've had. So just to be respectful of that, but also to have a little lightness about it like you know we all have tons of crap that we have to deal with Um, yeah and if we don't what a boring life (laughs) yeah well I definitely felt that from you I felt so supported by you during that session and just super safe so yeah your intentions are definitely bringing that forward thank you Wait, so what was the question before I veered off on that? <laughs> Talk <laughs> to us about the asteroids. Oh, okay, right. Um, so so um, astrology up until very recently was, was kind of a patriarchal science, right? Because all of the planets that of the, the planets that we study in the solar system, including the sun and the moon, of all of them, only two of the planets were feminine, the moon and Venus, all of the other ones were masculine. And then of the zodiac signs, it's the same thing, or or no, I guess there is some more, more feminine zodiac signs. But with the planetary, it was mostly male influences that we were taught to value, and that were prevalent. Um, So there is an astrologer on the West Coast. Her name is Demetra George. She's written um, a, some really great books on astrology. Um, I highly recommend her books. One is Astrology for Yourself, which which I've I study with. Um, and but what she did is she was a mathematician. She um, got a, an ephemeris to study all of the asteroids and. They're discovering more and more of them every day. Uh, right now, there's like 23,000 asteroids. And whoever discovers wow. them gets gets to name them. Right? Oh, okay. So asteroids are, some of them are quite large, almost. Remember, remember when then there was that thing about Pluto? And is it really a planet? Or is it a right. mini planet or something? Well, it's because of the size of it. So um so that's how they determine a planet versus an asteroid. Uh-huh. Um, but when they started discovering all of these asteroids and they would name them, the name, the naming of them gave them a particular energy vibration frequency. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, yep. Yeah. So, so four of the main ones that she started really looking at were Pallas Athena, which is like a warrior goddess. So that's your, you know, I'm a Amazon queen, you know, Amazon warrior on horseback. That's Pallas mm-hmm. Athena. Okay. Um, there's Ceres, who is the god of um, the uh, grain and, and food. So it's a mother energy. And these are all feminine, feminine energies. There's Pallas Athena, Ceres. There's Juno, which is the, um, the sacred marriage bed. So Juno has to do with, um, you know, partnering, partnering up. And what's the other one? Oh, Vesta, which is the high priestess energy of like, um, 
you know, spiritual high priestess energy. And so as those came into consciousness and into our vernacular and into the world, those energies were exploding. And so the women's liberation movement was on the scene and um, we started seeing the effects of those and how just like with planetary placements in your natal chart, um, the four, those four asteroids could really help tell you what you're here to do and who you are. So they really helped give you more insight into who you were just by looking into the history of the meanings of those words. Because um, words have frequency. Frequency is meaning. You know, yeah. that's where, where they get their energy from. Yeah. So it's like our words are so powerful. The, free, the sound is powerful. The, the message, the energy that it carries influences. And at the time of our birth, we're magnetized by all of the planetary, the whole arrangement of what the sky looked like at the time of your birth. That's your natal chart. And so, so that is, that's your particular one and there's nobody else like it. And so when you have planets that are transiting, that brings another energy, like the ones that are happening in the sky right now, mm -hmm. that interacts with your natal chart um, it can have different effects on you mm -hmm. depending on where things are. Cause, cause you think of the planets, they're like, they're like actors on a stage and they each have a role to play and how well do they play together? Do, are they, are they happy together? Do they love being together? Are they cold and, you know, not really friends and they're just putting up with each other. So that's really how, um, how the planets and, and astrology works and that, uh, and there's lots to it. There's so much to learn and it's also fascinating. And when I learned about the different placements in my chart and that my, so my son is in the sixth house and, um, and that's the house of service. And so it's also the house of small animals and it's the house of health. I have Uranus in my natal chart in the sixth house. And that's like, Uranus is about electrical upheavals and electricity. So, mm -hmm. and it's very, um, Uranus has to do with um, methods that are unusual. So I'm gonna be doing an unusual um, health modality that involves electricity, uh -huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> so it's just real. And like, I didn't know this when I started doing, um, you know, biofield tuning. Yeah. But um, it all just makes so much sense. So, um, yeah. So learning what all the planets do, what the asteroids do. Um, so with your chart, um, it's always so fascinating, so interesting. Um, so you had, let's see, let's see, we had Eileen. So I, I knew, I know you have a relate. So I just took a guess, Eileen, and then your husband's name, um, and then Harmonia. And I popped those in. And, and some of the, the names of the asteroids aren't exact. So you kind of have to guess. There were a lot of Matthews in there, a lot of different forms of Matthew. Mm -hmm. um, but for Eileen, she is, her name, 
her asteroid name is conjunct the moon in your eighth house. So the moon in the eighth house is called the good witch, right? <laughs> when you have the moon in the eighth house, the good witch, and the good witch wants to explore everything that's forbidden, uh, probe the dark depth of the soul. Huh. And um, you're interested in things that are, are in a different realm, right? Like the unseen. Yeah, yeah totally. And so you meet Eileen and she's like your partner in, in helping you to, um, and it's a, it's a very deep um, relationship that you have with her. It's not a surface one. It's at a very deep level is yeah. what I know about that. And the that moon makes a lot of sense with learning about ether and plasma. And I was always into fairies too, as a, as a child. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I need, so, to, I need to greet them again. <laughs> yeah. Fairies. Yes. So let's see You're the ruler. So one of the things that I look at is the ascendant. Okay. So most people think with astrology that your sun sign is the most important. And mm -hmm. your sun sign is Pisces, 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 right. Which is, a, which is a, it's a sign of healing and it's, you want to merge with everybody. So that is a, a, a good part of your, it's a big part of your, of who you are, but your ascendant is even more important. Mm -hmm. Your ascendant, you're, you are a Taurus ascendant and that has to do with the earth being grounded, um, being um, kind of a little bit stubborn. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's not like a fast energy like Aries is. It's kind of, you know, you're very methodical. You take your time. You like the security. And you also like the finer things in life. Mm -hmm. So that is that that's a really important thing and then you want to look at the ruling planet of Taurus which is Venus where what is where is Venus in your chart Venus in, in your chart and I know this gets complicated is in the ninth house the ninth house and you have to be doing what your ruling planet it wants you to do Venus in the ninth house is all about um studying um like higher levels of learning it's a it's about teaching it's about oracles it's about travel like those are things that are really important for you to do to be teaching at a high level um some notes on when here. you say high level what does that mean just like in um and, and it's at a spiritual level as well. Gotcha. Like okay, that's what yeah, I thought you meant. Spiritual level, yeah. Okay. And yeah, and for you, it's about um, Venus in the ninth house. Oh, Venus in the ninth house. It's all about love too. Like hmm. Venus is all about love and beauty, and so um, like love underlies everything about what we're practicing, what you're doing as a coach, as a you know spreading the word about helping other people become their best selves, empowering everyone. That's what you are doing. That's what you're yeah. here for. Awesome. So, ah, so if you're doing this, then things are going to go well for you. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So where does biofield tuning come into the picture? Like for you and doing these and right. So just knowing what they're here to learn, what they're here to learn in this lifetime. And so I can have all that background information, but another thing that I look at is the North node. Mm -hmm. So the North node is a mathematical calculation based on the moon. And what it does is it, that tells you the direction of what you're here to learn in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then the South node is is where you come from, what you've learned in past lifetimes, what you already know how to do. Most people that are healers that do work like this um, are very empathic. That means that they've had a lot of lifetimes before, they've had a lot of experiences, they've they've been on both sides of the equation. They've we've suffered, we've, you know, so we know what it's like to feel these things. We can recognize it. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so having the North node in the 12th house, like you do, the 12th house is the collective unconscious. So if you think of the houses, the house, there's 12 rooms in an astro in a natal wheel, each room represents a part of life. Some are nicer than others. <laughs> mm -hmm. The the 12th house, this, you and I share this, that your north node is in the 12th house and your south node is in the sixth. My north node is in the sixth house and south node is in the 12th. So okay. anyway, um, that has to do with, for you, what's important to you is to see things, is to live on a more the good of the whole and to work in an area where you're improving um, everyone's life, working on the collective unconscious for the whole world, for everyone. That's, that's your growth area. And if you're mm. doing that, um, that's the right path, right? Because mm. you've already, um, you've already learned about um, just being, relying on other people so you've gotten that part. You've gotten the. So that's the North node or the South node? That's your North, your North okay. in Aries. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So Moving that's on. what I would need. To, that's what I need to be focused on in order yes. to be. Yeah. And you're doing it. You moved away from the Western medical establishment as a nurse into sound and, you know, doing all of this stuff, which is yeah. not something that. At least when you started, was accepted yeah. at all. So it's right. clearly radical what you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're now relying on yourself and not big institutions. Yeah. And you're teaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How cool. It's really cool. Yeah. If let's just say, so with the biofield tuning session, if something oh. either wasn't aligned or there was some resistance toward one of these aspects. Is it, is that kind of like when you go into a session and you already have the chart, mm -hmm. like, do you already have an idea of what you're going to work on or do you just kind of see what comes up? I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, say, Oh, I look at this chart. This is what she needs to fix. Cause I don't know what's yeah. going on in their daily life or, you know, because this is like a lifetime chart of, growth area so what it does is it just kind of helps me recognize what what the person is working on 
overall and how it might influence what's going on in the biofield today. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, it doesn't always relate, but more often than not, it's just, it helps me to understand and have more insight into, you know, their, their lifelong struggles. And if I work with somebody long-term, you know, consistently, it always helps me, you know, just, um, as you get to know somebody and understand who they are and how they're built and what is their continuing challenge. And then you can, you can really applaud them as they move through something that, you know, comes up again and again, because that's, that's how life is, right? We still kind of have the same type of situations that are difficult in a different form. You know, you think you've mastered it and then something else comes along that's similar to it. And so you get better and better until you're able to recognize it faster and either decide, Hey, I'm not going to do that again, or I got it. You know, I don't have to learn that anymore, but it just like, it kind of will just pop into my head, like, like a regular session, like, Oh yeah, this has to do with her need to be more seen. Or, you know, if you've, you've coming into the world and you want to stay hidden, that's just more comfortable for you. Like you're a cancer cancers like to be hidden they don't like to be in the spotlight um then then i'll say yeah you you know you are cancer but you really if you want to get recognized for the work then you have to be more vocal about your accomplishments with your work or whatever which doesn't come natural to them so it just kind of helps yeah with the session It's so multidimensional. It is. It is. See, I think I was expecting some like, well, and maybe, maybe this is, so this is the image that I kind of had in mind. Well, when I saw the chart, right. And I saw the, the planets and lines and things like, like that's what, hmm, I'm questioning this now, but that's what like your life's supposed to look like. Um, and then if, if you're like, if your energy is out of sorts, it's like that image gets fuzzy. And so the tuning can just like, I don't know how to explain what I'm seeing. It's almost like a kaleidoscope image where it's like fuzzy and then you turn it just a yeah. little bit and then it's a really clear yeah. picture. Right, right. So what I focus on is making sure that you're doing what The ruling planet, I know this sounds so complicated. The ruling planet of your ascendant wants you to be doing. Once Uh you're doing that, the rest of your chart works, no Uh matter what your chart looks like. So you need to be doing, yeah. Okay. You need to be doing what the ruling planet of your ascendant. So your ascendant is Taurus. The ruling planet of Taurus is venus okay venus and you have venus in the ninth house and the, the ninth house is about learning um higher learning travel the um going seeing an oracle like spiritual learning gotcha travel so you look at what what does venus want it loves all it loves travel it loves learning and it loves teaching at a higher spiritual level esoteric level that is if you're doing that yeah so well 
That's half the battle. We were doing that with in-person biofield tuning classes. (laughs) And then the pandemic happened and that, yeah. Okay. All right. No. Okay. So you, so with the biofield tuning, you get people more aligned with that and help them remove any obstacles and resistance that's getting in the way of that. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. And like, yeah. And like I had insight into you and how, you know, you were holding on because that's how you used to function and you needed to move into a more spiritual way of, okay, trust, letting go, trusting, you know, letting go and trusting because you knew how to do all the controlling, the, the, the other part of, you know, where you, what, what yourself know. You knew yeah. that you wanted to get into the spiritual. Um, it all makes so much sense now. I have, I feel like I could share <laughs> so much more, but maybe I'll just keep that between you and me. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I need a moment. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh, I can't wait to share with you. Okay. So Yay, sounds good. <laughs> um, do you have anything you'd like to offer our listeners, our other practitioners? Yeah. Um, let's see. So I think I think the message that I like to share is that try not to judge your life or compare it your life to anybody else's or your practice. And know that as long as you are in alignment with your life purpose and it feels like it doesn't feel like work to you, like if you're doing work that doesn't feel like work, then you're on the right path. Mm. And that um, your soul is always having all of the experiences that it signed up for. And it's all your soul is always having the time of its life. Even if you have, you know, a divorce or you had illness or whatever, your soul is like, cool, a divorce. I've never gone through that before or cool. I, you know, was in a firing squad and got shot. I was the guy pulling the trigger the the last time and now I'm the one getting shot. So I know that sounds dramatic, but just to know that whatever life you're leading is it, you really don't have a lot of control over what it because you already signed up for it you just forgot that you did and learning about it can make you feel empowered and it can make you feel like oh cool this is this is really neat you know and I'm not gonna waste time comparing myself to other people or my, my practice or anything else you know as long as you're connected with your higher self your inner being and um taking care of yourself so that you can do that. I love um, that. Yeah. And so if anyone wants to learn um, more about this and have a session with me, um, if you've seen this podcast and would like to, um, I, I need to update my website. They can contact me at fifthchakraenergy.com um, or julieramsdell at gmail.com. That's an easy way. My name, fifthchakraenergy.com. And um, fifth chakra, like fifth spelled. Fifth, oh yeah, fifth is the fifth chakra. F I F T H 
C-H-A-K-R-A. Um, and I'd be happy to do an astrological analysis. Um, and I won't do, I won't have an, there won't be an additional charge if you mention this podcast for it. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so generous. Thank you so much. Fifthchakraenergy.com or Julie Ramsdell. At, at gmail.com. At gmail. Mm -hmm. Julie Ramsdell at gmail. Okay. And I'll put those links in the show notes. And where's your practice located? So I just moved. I just moved to Virginia Beach, Virginia. Awesome. Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. That's great. You love it there? You know, it's growing on me. Yeah, I, I, I like it. it. It's been a really good change for me. A lot of big changes happened. Um, right in keeping with uh, Uranus, um, Mars, and the North Node in Taurus. It's kind of like, um, it's like intense upward motion, right? Uh -huh. So Uranus is all about radical change. Mars is like energy, forward energy, and the North Node is, you know, being what your highest self. So if you combine all of those things in Taurus, which is Earth about where you live, uh -huh. then it's like whoosh. So it's forcing me and um, Joe, my partner, who we have never lived together. We've had a long distance relationship for, for a few years now. Um, so moved out of state, living with a guy I haven't lived with before and we got two puppies and you know everything's new but it's all good for me like this is all good me learning to cooperate and you know work together because I've kind of been like oh, I'll just do my own thing now uh -huh. I have to be part of a group so yeah. it's good for me wow that's awesome what are your puppies <laughs> names um Fiona and Loki Fiona and, and Loki. And they're nine months, nine weeks. Nine weeks. And they're a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's amazing. all worth it. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so glad things are going well. Thank That's you. awesome. And thank you so much for being on the podcast, Julie. Um, really enjoyed speaking with you and hearing even more. I feel like even more aware and educated so thank you so much for all you're that you welcome. offered us today thank you for um having me i've i've loved talking about this. like i could talk about it forever awesome yeah i and i probably could too okay so everybody <laughs> if you want that astro analysis with julie go to fistchakraenergy.com and mention this podcast episode episode 65 yes and i do need the exact time and location of your birth in order to do the natal chart. Okay. All, All right. right. Yay. Thanks, Julie. You're welcome. If you are loving these podcast episodes, this is the time to start applying these tools to your business and your practice. Consider joining the Grow a Thriving Practice Coaching Program where you can work on these skills with tailored and individualized support. You'll be a part of a growing and thriving community of thriving practitioners. To learn more, visit JillianFaldmo.com. That's Jillian with a J, Faldmo, F-A-L-D-M-O.com. Thank mm -hmm. you.